Hey, I'm Courtney Brooke, and this is Hustle for Happiness podcast. We are all on this journey to find happiness, and let's face it, it takes work. And honestly, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. This podcast is dedicated to helping you navigate life and cut through the noise. As a certified life coach, recovering perfectionist, and survivor of the foster care system, I'm all about keeping things real. With my unique outlook on life that is truly infectious, we cover everything from achieving happiness and optimal self-care to stories of those sharing their wisdom and expertise. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Now, let's get started. Getting used to this whole podcasting thing, it's definitely been a learning curve, but I'm up for the challenge. All right. This episode is how to find yourself after losing yourself in a relationship. And I just want to preface, like, it could be even a friendship. It doesn't have to be a breakup. It doesn't have to be like you're in a serious relationship. It could be a relationship with your family, a relationship with a coworker. I just want to set the tone. It doesn't mean you have to be going through a divorce, struggling to get out of a relationship, or going through a breakup. It doesn't have to be that relationship, and I just want to preface the relationship part. All right, so before we get into it, we start every episode with a high, a low, and a buffalo. James and I do this at dinner because we usually don't talk during the day, and it's a great way for us to connect, talk about our day, and really just sit and be with each other. So high is something good, high, high explains itself. A low, something low, not so good. Um, This really allows the conversation to highlight on the good and the bad or the not so good or something positive and negative. We don't have to label it, but the low. And then the buffalo, just something interesting that we either had a conversation with a random stranger or something we learned in the day or something that surprised us. So my high was actually in therapy today. I was talking with my therapist about crying and, you know, looking at movies. Um, James has been gone out of town and I, w- I get on these rolls of these rom-coms and there's a lot of crying that happens. And I also have grown up with the thought that I don't cry a lot. Do I not process things normally? Am I, is there something wrong with me? And she actually told me that not everyone processes emotions through crying. You know, she says some people process by journaling on paper with physical activity or exercise, maybe even painting or creating through some form of self-expression. Being mindful or the practice of mindfulness like self-meditation or yoga is actually a way to express. And then she also said listening to music is a great way to process emotions. You know, it's actually one of my personal favorite ways to process emotions. After my 6 a.m. workout class, I am blasting Rascal Flats or Fleetwood Mac, just something that is just feel good. But then there are some songs that are I just am craving to put on and they're sad lyrics. Like I said, Rascal Flats, like some of those lyrics just touch my soul. And when I sing them at the top of my lungs, I am processing and I had no idea, you know, I compared myself my whole life that I wasn't a crier and there was something wrong with me. Well, there isn't anything wrong with you. There isn't anything wrong with me. You know, we are all individuals and we all process and cope with our emotions in just 
a unique way. And I want to share that with you guys because maybe you're in the same boat. You know, there isn't a right way to process emotions, but most importantly, it's just finding what works for you and to not be afraid to process, to reach out for support when you need it. And so I wanted to share that with you guys because that was really eye-opening for me. I didn't really realize that crying, well, I guess I realized the only way to process emotions is through crying, or at least I thought that, right? That was my limiting belief that to process your emotions, you have to cry. And that is not true. So thank you, therapist. My low today is actually from when I released my last episode or my first episode of the podcast. I got some messages that were not so supportive and were really hard for me to hear. I just want to touch on that. You know, I shared my adoption story for me, this vulnerability piece I mentioned earlier that people process their emotions. If I didn't, people also process their emotions through talking it out you know, getting that support through a therapist. And so that last episode, I got some pretty harsh messages that I messed up on some facts and that they weren't really supporting me. And I started to get down on myself because I'm like, did I mess up? And then I started feeling sorry for myself on, you know, this is why it sucks being adopted because everyone seems to be telling me what my life was about, but no one seems to know or understand, or, you know, I did it for me. You know, I, I went down this victim mentality and it was really hard. And then I said, you know what? That's their lens. But I remembered my why. I remembered my why on why I wanted to share my story. And it was to inspire. And, you know, I have the power to define my own story. This is my story. And, you know, this is a huge part for me is why I'm going to therapy is to process my past as an adult. Like I was in therapy as a child through all of it. But now that I'm an adult, different things are coming up for me. And she shared with me that this is my lens and that this is to remember my why. And my why to share that story was for me to get it out there, for me to share, and for me to just simply inspire regardless of what anyone else is going to say, right? And so that was a low, but it was a really good learning moment for me. So I guess I turned it into a high. Um, and then my buffalo. So I was talking to my girlfriend and I this is kind of a weird story, but I feel compared to sh compelled to share with you guys because I just feel like it's a little weird times. Like with the recession, people are getting desperate for money. And if I don't share this and it happens to someone else, I'd feel guilty. So I'm doing my part. So my friend was at a grocery store and this lady comes up to her and I wasn't there, but she's telling me this story. And she said, oh, my car, this lady comes up to her and goes, my car broke down, my car broke down, can you help me? And she was kind of taken back, like, um, I want to help her, but it's kind of weird that, am I getting targeted, whatever. Well, it comes to find out, she, she responded with, you know, I'm in a rush right now, but we can call the police and, like, they can help you get into your car and help you. And the lady said, no, 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 it's fine. And like scurries off kind of fast. And so what went through my mind as she was telling me this story was I have to share it with you guys because I thought that was a great response. She still wanted to help the girl because she didn't want to assume that, you know, something bad was coming out because, you know, I think we should help people doing our part, but we got to keep ourselves safe. And I thought that was a great message to bring the police to this while still protecting her. And I feel compelled because... 
I actually wouldn't have come up with that answer myself. I would have just said, no, I can't help you. And that doesn't feel good. You know, I thought that was interesting how she framed it to protect herself, but brought in the police. So I just thought that was an interesting story. If you guys get approached, don't don't forget about your police and bringing them involved. You got to protect yourself and your safety. And of course, like that helping piece, like I love helping, but sometimes like I'm like, how do I keep myself safe and help bring in the police? So I just thought that was an interesting story. All right, so let's get into it. Welcome to Hustle for Happiness, you guys. We are on episode six. Six, this is crazy. So today we are talking about finding yourself after a relationship. So this is, again, could be you're going through a divorce. You are struggling to move on from a past relationship. You are struggling to keep your independence or find yourself with a friend, maybe the friendship is fading or you're losing yourself in that, or you're just giving too much, you feel like, and you're at that point where you're like, I don't know what to do. Well, this episode is exactly for you. Let's stop hitting the snooze button on our life and start taking actions to finding our happiness. So we're going to discuss tips and strategies that you can use to rediscover your passion, build your self-confidence and create a life that's truly fulfilling right? It sounds simple, but let's just, let's just dive in. So please remember that we are all on this journey together and it's a journey worth taking. Remember that it's worth it. If this is for your happiness and peace, then it's worth it. You know, let's dive in and hustle for our happiness together. So I came up with a five-step way to find yourself again. I've taken the time. I've reflected on my past relationship. What have I done? I have worked with my therapist. I have worked on curating this with her, with me, for you guys. So navigating uncertainty and finding motivation can be a daunting task, but it's honestly not impossible. It's scary. It's intimidating. There's a lot of what ifs and unknown and fears. And, you know, we don't like being uncomfortable, but it's not impossible. And I want you to remember this as you go through this episode is, just believe and try and do and see what can happen. So tip one is take time to grieve. It's simple. The more you feel, the more you heal. It's important to allow yourself to feel the emotions that come with a breakup, whether it's sadness, anger, or confusion. Give yourself permission to cry, journal, or even talk to a trusted friend or therapist. I believe that when you grieve, you're processing it. You're allowing yourself to feel in the moment. You know, Western medicine is so big on taking a pill, instant gratification. Let's fix the problem, not get to the root of the problem, right? Get to the root of this relationship with yourself. Grieve, feel, hurt, all of it. Like you're going to go through ups and downs. It's literally probably going to be an emotional roller coaster, but don't just rush through. Let's go Eastern medicine and have this holistic approach on grieving, you know, not to rush, but to really feel the feelings that come up during this part of finding yourself. One way that really helps me allow myself to feel and grieve is giving myself amount of time each day to process my emotions, right? I'm holding space for the feelings and allowing them to just come in. 
another example of how to feel to heal is just writing a letter to your ex. Now, you don't have to send it by all means, but the act of writing a letter, letting it out, telling him how you feel on paper. And if you don't want to give it to him, that's fine. You can save it. Or what I do is take it to the next step. I burn it. Yeah. Burn it. It's a ritual. You're saying goodbye. You're putting it in the atmosphere or the atmosphere. You're putting it in the universe to, I want to heal. And this is part of it. And take it seriously. Like give yourself that moment. Maybe like piggyback off the first example I gave is give yourself a set amount of time each day. Maybe schedule a date, write your journal for one time of day. And then maybe the next day you actually burn it. Like take time to hold space for yourself. But the act of writing a letter to your ex and putting it on paper, it's just amazing how one, you're letting it out of your body. You're not holding all that emotion or all those thoughts. And and then the writing, the physical writing is just beyond therapeutic. If you haven't journaled or if you're not a big journaler, try writing a letter. And if you don't want to write a letter to your ex, write a letter to yourself. Love on yourself and love him or her, aka you, hard. Another way you can take time to grieve is by doing something creative, like painting or playing music to express your feelings. Again, back to the Eastern Western, think of it left brain and right brain. You know, the right brain wants to analyze and feed the ego of he did this, like feeling sorry for yourself. But the left brain, where we process that artistic side, that creative side is the music piece or painting or drawing. The left brain will guide you and let you feel it out, like feel it out wholeheartedly. Again, the more you feel, the more you heal. And tapping into that left brain is really tapping into your heart. And think of the right brain as a cognitive critical component, right? The right brain wants to try to make sense of all this and try to move on. The left brain, embrace it. Literally embrace your left brain through artistic and creative modalities. Like I said, painting, drawing, listening to music writing that letter, you know, be creative with this process of finding yourself and enjoying it along the way. It doesn't have to be so serious. Be kind to yourself, enjoy it. And it's also a great way to just connect with yourself and get to know yourself. I'm a huge believer in feeling things out, especially growing up. I, I didn't really process. And now I feel like I'm so sensitive because I'm I'm really learning how to feel. Like my therapist has taught me so much that, you know, I don't have to cry when every, every time, but when I do, it's okay too. So being kind to yourself when you do cry or when you do have a moment where you're like, I was fine yesterday, but now I'm upset today. Good. Feel that upsetness. And I'll talk later on how you can work through those feelings of frustration, anxiety. Keep, keep listening, but feel. Allow yourself to feel frustrated. It's a good thing. It's honestly not a bad thing. Number two, reconnect with yourself. You know, after a breakup, it's super easy to lose your sense of self and feel like you don't know who you are anymore. So really take the time to reconnect with yourself and your passions, like wholeheartedly, like date yourself again, get to know yourself 
it's super crucial. You know, some examples of ways to do this might be trying a new hobby or activity that you've always wanted to do. What did you do when you were younger growing up? What did you do before this relationship that you really love doing? Or what was that trip you've always wanted to do that you just were never able to go on for some reason? Tap into that and discover yourself and explore. I've said this so many times, but exploring with a child like mine. I mean, just think about a kid. They ask questions. They're unafraid. They're uninhibited by what people might say. Do that with yourself. Do that with your life. Do that in this second step of reconnecting with yourself. Another great one is making a list of values and priorities in your life. What's important to you? What didn't serve you in your last relationship? What didn't work? What did work? You know, the values and priorities in your life of that are important to you that are going to give you the strength to move on. That reflective piece is super huge in terms of analyzing and learning your past so you can keep moving forward and have that strength to evolve, right? This is life lessons. You want to evolve. We want to get better. We don't need or have to repeat our pasts. And this reflective work really allows us to see our patterns and move forward and not repeat the bad things, but bring, and if you think about it, if you reflect, you can also analyze the good things and bring those into your next relationship or bring them to yourself moving forward. Again, be the student to life. Just learn from your past and don't be so hard on yourself. Another great way to reconnect with yourself is being in nature. You know, it's a great way to clear your mind and gain perspective. Not only just the energy of mother nature, but physically being with nature, hugging a tree. I know that sounds silly, but try hugging a tree and like thinking good thoughts to it and saying, I love you. Looking at when I lived in San Diego, I loved going to the beach and walking on the sand barefoot. Like that was my favorite thing to do. I miss it, but I've found other ways like grounding, but be barefoot, touch the ground, smell the grass, smell a tree. There is so much to say about being in nature, reducing your cortisol, reducing your anxiety, make it a point. And I mentioned earlier, schedule that time with yourself. So maybe make it a point to get outside with yourself and write the letter. Like you can connect all these, like you don't have to do one by one. These all are interconnected and you can overlap them and do them all together if you want to. So being in nature is, I mean, I try to get outside at least once a day. I feel so much better. So if you're feeling anxious in just general, this is a great practice for you. Number three, practice self-care. Taking time for yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally is so, 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 so crucial during this time. I have on my website a self-care bucket list for those of you who are like, where do I even start to do self-care? I don't even know. Like, I, I always see green juices and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Like, go to my website and download the free PDF. I have a whole bucket list of just three pages and maybe make it a point to do each and every one of them, right? I have a fun statistic. This is a little tangent, but did you know it's, I read that it takes about 11 weeks to get over a breakup, 11 weeks. So maybe that's your timeline. You download the self-care bucket list and you have 11 weeks to complete it. 
I had no idea of that statistic. So it's about four months. That makes sense. You have, you have to fill your love bank. Like think of it like your love bank goes down, which is why you need to find yourself. And as you find yourself over those 11 weeks, think of it as fueling your own personal love bank and honoring yourself. So this self-care step is so crucial. Think about getting good enough sleep. Getting enough sleep and exercise is so important for the next day, our mental and brain functioning, our energy, how we think, how we talk to ourselves. You know, sleep and exercise go hand in hand. And maybe it's just that simple step is, you know, I don't do enough exercise or I haven't been able to do enough exercise. You know, you've lost yourself by not giving you yourself exercise and, you know, you're working nights and you don't get enough sleep. So maybe starting with that small, simple step of just sleep and exercise. You don't have to be so ambitious with all these, but go slow. Again, what might work for me might not work for you. So please, again, fine tune these. These are just, this is just a starting point for each and every one of you. And honestly, if these hit home for you, please tell me because that's all I want. I'm just trying, I'm I'm here as a resource and I want to be here for you guys. Life is already tough, so I'm trying to make it easier. Um, Another way we can practice self-care is eating nutritious foods and drinking plenty of water. It's super critical. I mean, think about it. If you're eating junk food, are you going to get that far? Like high fats, high, high calories. Eating nutrient-dense food is going to fuel the jet. Think about that. You're not going to put water in your car. You're going to put the proper gas in your car to go farther. So don't put countless empty calories in your tank and your body, fill it with jet fuel, go far, fill it with nutrient dense food. You're going to reap the benefits. You're going to sleep better. You're going to feel better. You're not going to be grumpy. Trust me. I went through a breakup. I have a picture on my Instagram. I was, I mean, I was just so unhappy and I gained so much weight and I was eating crap and I was feeling like crap. So no wonder like I wasn't happy. I I mean, I think it's so crazy how diet and nutrition and exercise and sleep and all these things go hand in hand on our overall well-being. Practicing mindfulness is another way we can do self-care or meditation to reduce that stress and anxiety. Taking the time to go slow and just stop for a moment. Meditation is a great way to use breath work and just to be still, you know, during a breakup or an unhappy relationship, we are constantly in this fight or flight mode, right? Taking that moment to just breathe can just change the whole direction of your day. You don't have to do it in the morning. Do what works best for you. It could be a midday. It could be right before you go to bed. It could be right before you go home. Your environment might not be good. And so what you need to do is support yourself in those moments. And what does that look like? Maybe it's meditating in your car, or listening to your song in the car super loud, but do it for you. That's most important. But do what works for you too. And then number four is prioritizing your own well-being, you know, setting those boundaries. So if you're looking to move on and thrive in the present, it's so crucial to set boundaries. You guys, I'm serious about this. And not only set boundaries, but establishing positive relationships. So I've come up with like a mini list of like setting boundaries because it's kind of a gray area and it can be daunting, especially when you haven't been putting yourself first or you just haven't spoken up. And so setting boundaries might be too daunting, but it's not impossible. Remember that all these steps, I believe each and every one of us can do. It's not impossible. We just start today. 
all we do. And if you can't do it today, we start again today. You know what I'm saying? Start in that next moment. Just be kind on yourself. So setting boundaries is really just crucial to protecting yourself and to prevent old patterns from repeating. So if your ex is still reaching out to you, maybe consider blocking their number. Or if you're finding yourself constantly checking your ex's social media, or if you have a friend that you're not getting along with and you're checking their social media, unfollow them. Like set some clear boundaries for yourself. Protect your mental peace. If you don't want your day ruined, if your ex texts you, block them. If you have a good civil relationship, set boundaries for you. So call them and say, hey, I need space. I need space. And say that. It's important for me. I need your support right now. It's really important for me to have my space so I can get clear. I'm asking you to support me and say that and be be stern about it because at first it's going to be hard, but then it gets easier. Remember, these boundaries are for your benefit and not to punish your ex. Like I'm not trying to be spiteful or revengeful. Like these boundaries aren't like for you to say, oh, my boundaries, I'm blocking you. No, 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 no. Like be kind about it. We don't need to have drama in every breakup. We don't need to be dramatic. You know, you just, it's about protecting you and it's for your benefit. When you're setting boundaries, make sure that you're clear and specific on your needs. You know, if, again, if your partner or your ex or your friend, or you have an overbearing family member, you know, ask them to limit their communication and give you space communicating is half of it. And that's why a lot of us get worked up is we just, it's scary to communicate our needs. I'm working on that in therapy right now, but I've gotten so much better. And you know, what really helps me is getting out of the other person's head. Like if I wasn't in that person's head, what would I do for myself? Well, I would say I need space. So figure out how to create that space. Google ways to tell my partner I need space. DM me. I will help you come up with a script on how to communicate with your partner or someone you're trying to set boundaries with because it can be daunting. But remember, it's not impossible, right? And stick to your boundaries. Don't give in to please them or don't give in to see them. That's again, that's a short-term pleasure, but not long-term. Think of the long-term. If it doesn't if it doesn't give you peace in the long term, why are you doing it right now? Remember, these boundaries are for you. You're trying to find yourself, so take it seriously. Easier said than done, but if it's important to you and if it's a priority to find yourself, be stern with yourself too. Like set a date in your calendar. I will not talk to so-and-so for 30 dates. You know, set a calendar, set a reminder. Do what you need to do to support yourself in those moments so you don't give in. Because again, this is about you and honoring yourself. If this is hard for you, please, I'm here for you. Like, I can help in any way or shape or form, but just believe in yourself, right? It's not impossible. It's been done before, so you can do it too. And then to piggyback off of just like not only setting boundaries with your ex or a partner, but it's also evaluating those current relationships, right? Like, so take time to reflect on those relationships in your life that do make you feel loved and supported, that can help you with enforcing these boundaries. You are who you hang out with, but if you're hanging out with your ex's friends, that's bleeding the boundaries a little bit. Like you're repeating patterns and it's, maybe you just need to separate yourself completely. I go to this thought in my head of, 
when I wasn't drinking for a while and learning to have my, I had to set a boundary with alcohol. I wasn't like alcoholic or anything like that, but I was just a really, I loved social drinking and I didn't know how to say no. Well, for me to be strong and stern about my boundaries of not having alcohol, I didn't go to bars. I didn't put myself in social situations where drinking was involved. I knew what I needed to do to support myself. And that wasn't to be in a moment of drinking. So this is how can we apply this to that is don't hang out with his friends. Don't repeat old things like things that remind you of your ex or your partner. That might not be smart. Don't give in to those boundaries. Know what pushes you and stick to them. It's for your own peace. When we're setting these boundaries and surrounding ourselves with positive relationships, it really allows us to create that supportive network that'll Think of it like it's going to help us move forward and thrive in the present. These boundaries are fuel for the future. And so is surrounding yourself with positive people. And I put together a handful of journal prompts for you guys to reflect on. So look at the show notes below because I, I did like eight journal prompts for you guys to dive deeper into introspection on how to find yourself. Journaling is huge and they're actually great questions for you to reflect on yourself, your partner, what do you need in the future? So tune into the show notes. I have them all there and then you can save them for later. But I encourage you guys to reflect on these questions that can really help you gain the deeper understanding of yourself, your past relationships, and really it's going to allow you to grow and improve for future relationships. So these journal prompts not only are going to help you with the current present moment, but they're going to propel you to reflect on what you are wanting in the future. How are you going to set yourself up for success? So this introspection piece is really great for you guys to just like reflect and look back. So once you've identified what makes you happy and what you value in life, it's really important to take action. So I've given you a bunch of tips above, and these can really help you feel more fulfilled and motivated to move forward. Even when we face setbacks, like keep going, don't give up on yourself. Don't be expecting perfection, please. You know, remember, your identity is not defined by relationship status and you have the power, yes, you have the power to create a fulfilling and meaningful life for yourself. All right, so quickly, the do's and don'ts. Really quick about finding yourself. These are all do's. Take time for yourself even if it's 10 minutes. Practice gratitude. Reflect on what you're thankful for each day. Surround yourself with positive influences, whether it's listening to uplifting podcasts or spending time with your friends who support you. Do challenge yourself to try new things, even if they scare you. This could be anything from a dance class to applying a new job. You know, doing these little moments of surprising yourself are really going to boost your confidence again. A lot of confidence building is really what's part of finding yourself and showing yourself that you are capable and that you are worthy and you are amazing, right? Don't. These are big. Don't compare yourself to others on social media. Remember, that what people choose to share online is often a curated and filtered version. Breakups aren't easy. Finding yourself isn't easy. Don't compare yourself. Know that they're not sharing their struggles. Just simply know that. Don't let fear hold you back from pursuing your dreams. Remember that failure is a natural part of the learning process, right? You didn't fail this relationship. You're not a bad person. It's we are all human. We are all, that's the blessing of dating is you're learning about someone, right? But if finding yourself after a relationship, no resentment, no shame, right? 
Another don't. Don't neglect your physical health. Remember, eating well and staying active can have a positive impact on your mental well-being. And last don't is don't get stuck in a rut, you guys. If you're feeling unhappy or unfulfilled, take action to make a change. You know, seek therapy, take a class, or even as big as making a career change. Just know that you have the choice to get out of whatever you're in. You are not stuck. You are not stuck. Okay? Remember the journey of self-discovery is unique in each individual, and there's no one-size-fits-all. Remember, I've curated these based on me and what I, my expertise is, you know, take what resonates with you. These are suggestions, and I actually encourage you to just make them your own. I'd love to hear how you have evolved these. As I wrap up the podcast, I just want you to remember to be kind to yourself. These are tips, tools, and ways for you to evolve. And remember, it's not impossible. We just start today. I hope today's episode left you better than when I found you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and tune in every Monday to kickstart your week and set your weekly intentions with me. You can find me and HFH on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, or online at heycourtneybrook.com. I firmly believe in the power of sharing. If you know someone else who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And remember, when you work on you, I get to be there. Mm -hmm.